Now you can also listen to us on your favorite podcast with just a search, Faith Temple Cog. Listen on the go with your favorite streaming platforms, like YouTube, Spotify, Audible, Apple, Amazon Music, Google, Facebook, and Anchor Podcasts. If you would like more information about us, you can visit our website at www.ftnfcog.org. yourself to put it back on mute so we'll do all the background amen we want to pray now and open up in bible study heaven father we truly thank you tonight you have assembled us together god you have done things that we do not know it could be done properly thank you for the people that are listening we are conference call father god wherever they may be, Father. We ask you to give us understanding of your word, Father. Open up our spiritual ears that we hear what thus say the Lord, Father. Lord, let that word renew our minds, Father. Uh, God, that we can put it in our hearts, God, that we are governing our lives according. Father God, we truly thank you right Amen. now, God. And those and we are all got problems, God, and issues all around, God. But we know that we are looking to you. The one that can fix all situations, Father. Oh, God, have your way, God. Ah, Lord, we just saw it next now, Lord. Touch this mouth. Touch these lips. Touch my mind that I can speak your word and know your word only, God. Oh, Father God, and give us understanding. And Lord, let it apply to our lives, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We will be uh, studying this series of uh, the uh, steps the steps of salvation this week. Uh, we, uh, um, it goes uh, in couples, we're going just this week, but for the next six weeks at least, uh, we'll be talking about the steps of salvation. Uh, lesson one would be the conversion. Two is the repentance. Three is justification by faith. Four, fundamentals of justification. Five will be sanctification. And six will be the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I want to read the introduction right here, and then we'll go from there. Salvation is the foundation of the Christian experience. Without receiving salvation according to the scriptures, there can be no spiritual growth and maturation to help this disciple others to Christ. There is a general consensus among believers that one must be saved. 
But how does one receive it? And what is the process? These and other questions have left much confusion within and without the church community. This unit of study will present a step-by-step process according to biblical principles of how salvation, deliverance from sin, is received and maintained. Hallelujah. We truly thank God. Lesson is a lesson that produced by the National Protestant Church of God. And if you go on their, their website, you can uh, order uh, the book, the Spirit First, and it's the Seven Steps of Salvation. And that's at the NAFCOG uh, website, National Protestant Church of God, nfcog.org. Amen. Thank you again. Uh, sometimes we take for granted everybody knows about salvation. Everybody has an idea of what salvation is. But salvation is something that you save from something or you deliver from something. To understand on our Christian uh, uh, journey, I mean, we have to understand that it was Christ that had to pay a debt to get us out of sin. Uh, Adam was the first one that put us in sin. And how we got in sin, because God created us not to be in sin. But because of Adam's disobedience, and, and as we found out in chapter 3 of Genesis, because of his choice and because of his decision to, uh, to eat that fruit, uh, that was uh, to disobey God, we went into sin. And the scripture tells us that Adam was one that put us in sin, and so we get the second Adam, we call that the Christ. Amen. Deliver us from sin. And when sin comes around, there's death. Remember, God told Adam that when you eat this fruit, surely that you shall die. Amen. Uh, uh, and you die spiritually, not physically, when you ate the fruit. There was a separation from God. And so, through the separation from God, man was in sin and he was dying. Because the wages of sin is what? Death. So anytime you got you're in sin, you gotta relate sin with death. And so you gotta understand salvation delivers you from sin, the death of sin, but we restores you back to right fellowship with God. Alright? Amen. So let's look at the the uh, scriptures and we're gonna go in. And this one is conversion. Uh I'm gonna read uh a couple of scriptures. It says Mark Acts, the third chapter, 11, verse, 19, verse. And as the lame man which was healed held Peter and John, all the people ran up to him in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye? So earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we have made this man to walk. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of, and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, and glorified his son Jesus, whom he delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let you let him go. But he denied the Holy One and the just, and desired a murderer to be granted unto you, 
and killed the prince of life, whom God had raised from the dead, where we are witnesses. And his name through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of all you all. And now, brethren, I want that through ignorance you did it, as did also your rulers. For those things which God before had showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he has so full, so he has so fulfilled. Repent ye therefore, and be ye converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Yeah. Obviously this scripture right here is talking about a conversion. And and this this young man got healed. Uh and they, they got some thing questions they asked Jesus. But before we know, before you desire salvation, you gotta know that you're in sin. You know, you gotta they talk about an alcoholic. Uh he can never get help until he realizes that he's an alcoholic. Right? So a sinner they can never recognize that they are a sinner until they recognize that I am a sinner. All right? The Bible clearly states in the, we call it the Romans Highways, and in Romans 3 and 23, it says what? Y'all, I'm going to be scripture. Romans 3 and 23. Jesus was. 
John, I like using John, uh, 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 because John kind of plainly puts it so there's no doubt in anyone's mind. I know Mark and Luke, they did give the uh, Genesis, the geology of it, but John cuts the chase. He goes straight to the point. In the beginning, John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Amen. That's the sign who the Messiah is. That Jesus, he was in the Word. The Word was there. Look down at verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus became flesh. The Word became flesh, dwelt among us. Okay? So this is the new man. The new man being born. Hallelujah. Dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten Father, full of grace and truth. And it said, John was a witness of him. Amen. So this is the new birth. This is where Jesus came in to pay our debt to sin. So now we've got there the Sabbath that he is the Son of God, and he came here to be the second Adam, that we can be have salvation, we can have restoration back to God. Alright, so now we Understand what was read in Acts. We can go over those scriptures in the future. Let me read the snapshot. We all are independent thinkers and like to do things our way. And that's how, that's how, we, we got that right today. We, we like doing things our way. We form opinions typically from what we have been taught, experienced, or derived from great literature. We have read and have been exposed to. So we think form our ideas of what we, what we believe and what we won't believe. Things out. Form our thoughts and what we, we, we listen and think do two things. Alright. Right or wrong, good or bad, positive or negative, different or indifferent, they've enabled us to form our thoughts and opinions and they're instilled and invented within us. According to scripture, our thoughts are not like God's. In Isaiah 55, 79, and to be like God, we must think like God and deserve to reveal his ways. This lesson will illustrate the necessity of changing our mind to become like God. Now, we all agree that we got, we ain't sin, right? We all agree that we are not like God. We can think like God. Our way is not like God. God is a holy God and a righteous God. So the point is, if we want to be restored back to God, we got to convert, change our ways of the way about the way we think and the way we do things. We have to be more Christ-like. Walk in the scripture when Christ came and said, what? I must do the work of my Father. Nothing about him. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. It's always pointing to God. God the Father, all right? So now, in all the way, way different, all of, us, all of us got different opinions and everything, but the one opinion we have to agree with that there is a God, and that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, and that's the only way we're going to get to, if we believe on him, that's the only way we're going to get out of the sin that we're in. We are in bondage to sin. Amen. And that, that, that bondage of sin cannot be broken 
unless Jesus Christ, if we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, not just saying it, but we got to realize that we cannot do this and we have to change. Change our thought process. Change the way we live. Change the way we talk. Everything got to be changed according to the Word of God. All right. Talking about convergence here now. Points of interest I want y'all to look at tonight. We must be convinced the Word of God is right. No matter what. We must be convinced without a shadow of doubt that God's Word is right. We must be convicted that we are wrong. We must be convicted that we are wrong. Amen. Got to be convicted. Can't think like God. You aren't God. And everything that you do is wrong. Alright. Next point I want y'all to look at. We must be converted from our old ways. <laughs> you used to do it like that. You're going to do it like that, continue to do it like that, then there's no conversion right there. So you must be converted from your old ways. Point one, we must be convinced the word of God is right. Point two, we must be convicted that we are wrong, and we must be converted from our old ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's hard to tell a man or a woman, amen, that uh, uh, they're wrong in God's word. Is right. The Bible clearly says, Thou shalt not lie. Hallelujah. But when somebody's a liar and somebody uh, says that I'm just kidding and joshing, the Bible says, Thou shalt not lie. How do you convince them that the Word of God is right? Who's talking to the tell? Oh, that's just a little white lie. Just use a lie as an example. That's nothing. Uh, that's just a little one. But the word of God does not leave give way to a little white lie. He says a lie is a lie. Amen. God's word is a sin to lie. God's word is right. God's word is right in all aspects of life. God's word is right, and we must address that and know that His word is right. A closer look at the lesson. The book of Acts demonstrates a miraculous event that points out in the priority of being converted. Here in John, in, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he is the man that lay at the gate called beautiful. One can only imagine amazement and the bewilderment in the city as a result of this divine act of God. The man, laying from his mother's womb, went into the temple, leaping and praising God. Consequently, this caused the apostles to be questioned intently how and why this miracle happened. This gave Peter an opportunity to preach Christ, how he suffered at the hands of Pontius Pilate and the Jews, died and was resurrected. Peter told them their evil thoughts and their horrific actions per perpetrated against Jesus against Christ ensued because they did not know him nor understand his true purpose. Even so, 
they had opportunity for forgiveness of this gross injustice if they would repent and be converted. Yes, God would pour out his spirit on them if they only would change their minds about the one they hate. Now, when I looked at this lesson, now, this is the Jews. This is the one that had been looking for the Messiah, looking for the king of the Jews. Know that he, the deliverer, is coming. They got their eyes looking for him. They can tell you that when they when they question, no good thing comes out of Nazareth. Hallelujah. But they knew that he would come out of the city of David. He was going to be born. They knew all this about Jesus, but he had Jesus right in front of them and didn't know and didn't uh, recognize him. See how our thoughts can a wrong out what we think is wrong and God's word is right. They humiliated Christ. They did everything, everything he was doing out of signs and wonders. They had something against it. Guess it because they did not believe God's word was right. So they want to go by what they thought was right. And that was their action. They challenged everything. This is the Messiah. The one that is is here to deliver them. How much more convinced of God's word being right do we need? In our lives today, we can look at this all around us. How much more when God's word says that uh, by his stripes, by the stripes of Jesus Christ, you are healed. If God's word is right, then why do we contrary, speak contrary to that word? Not just in healing, but in every aspect of our lives. He can't give us abundant life. But we tell you, I have a bad life. I got a poor life. See how we got to be convinced that God's word is right? See, we're talking about the conversion, because when you convert it, you, you speak a different language. You speak a, you have the same language, but you believe differently. You, you believe, oh, God's word is true. Your God's word is right. You can't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior unless you believe that. You gotta have faith to believe that, and you gotta believe that. You gotta have know that God's word is right. Most of us, when we was out there in the world sinning, we, we what we had was right. I did anyway. I, I thought there was nothing wrong with going to church. And then if I want a little a drink after church or if I wanted to smoke after church, then I fire a cigarette up and get my car going home. If I want a drink, I'll get a little drink after I get home. I, there was nothing wrong. Nobody ever taught me that that was right. In my opinion, as I grew up, knew that that was right. They told me and taught me that once I was uh, I had water sprinkled on me at the, in, in, in the church, I, Got sprinkled and I was baptized, and, and my and I showed they showed a little certificate for me to say that I was baptized. Yeah. Now, if I'm baptized, I, obviously I got to be saved. Yeah. That's not me. I'm so hey, if I'm saved, they sprinkle water on me when I was young, then I'm saved. And can't nobody tell me no different until you read God's word. God's word said there must be a change. God's word says that the old is gone and the new is here. 
Uh, you used to say that, but you can't say that no more. You used to do those things, but you can't do those things no more. There must be a conversion. There must be an identification with God that His Word is right. Uh, yeah, you, 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 I, know, I know when I came, the preachers tell me all the time, you can't be out there doing these things. And why cannot be doing those things? Because people I go to church are sitting in the same club I'm sitting in. They're doing the same thing I'm doing. You understand? But it, until I read the word for myself, and the word, I read in the word myself, thou shalt not. It took on a different meaning. Because then I, I started recognizing what I thought was wrong, and God's word is right. We can't question God, because he is God. He's what, the Alpha and the Omega? Beginning and the ending. Everything about being, he created everything. So we got to recognize that his word is right. His word is right. Now listen, uh, in this description that we have, y'all know the story about this main man. He was sitting at the gate. And Peter and John came by. Right? And they told him, such as I have, I give unto thee. All they said, I give you this. Rise up in the name of Jesus Christ. And the man rose up. Rose up. Because they believed God's word was true. And when he got inside, the people started challenging the miracle they had done in the name of Jesus Christ. <laughs> it, it baffles the mind sometimes of, of, of people challenging God. You know, it, it, I raised him up, I healed him. Uh, they knew who he was. They knew his life. They knew his parents. They, you know the story, they had to go back to his parents, find out, with, yes, this is him, this is him. But when the little boy, he was an infant, he was lame. But he's now walking. They say, I don't know why, by what name, but when he's walking now, that's all that matters. This man had experienced a change. A change has come over top of it. All right? Uh, we got the miracle. We got that miracle there. So uh, how do we be convinced that God's word is right? What did it tell us over in Timothy? Someone else. I know you know what it is. My study. To show yourself approval. Yeah, okay. But what it's saying in, in, in the first Timothy? It's the inspired... Oh, oh I'm talking about this. The providence is too individual. Say what? All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction, and righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Hallelujah. The sound of the word of God is infallible. 
You can challenge anything with the word of God and you will find out it to be true. Amen? The Bible is inspired, infallible, and inherent word of God. It is God's standard for mankind to live by and to fellowship with him. It is of no consequence of God what we think about uh, or what opinion we have formed as it relates to his commandments. You understand that? Y'all can make all the kind of excuses that you want to, to justify your actions. That don't change God's opinion. That doesn't change God's word. You're wrong, you're wrong, and in God's, God's eyes, you're wrong. So you have to be convinced that the word of God is right. In every aspect of our lives, we have got to realize God's word is right. He did not put it on there that infallible. You know, to bring inspiration that is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and righteousness. This has a standard. This does not change. It does all from Genesis to Revelation. He's holding up the seal, holy and righteous. Doesn't change. Where mankind would use standards and then they have to go back in and we change that standard. We change something because it, it doesn't fit everything. But God's word does not change. It does not change. It is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It will be the same. His word is the same. Unchanged. We've got to get that in our hearts. I may say the heart because your heart is what you need. In your heart is where you got to get that. This word of God is right. This word of God gives me life. And I gotta believe, I gotta use this word better than what I'm doing. The conversion takes place in your heart. To believe God's word, every aspect of the word. Remember, he doesn't care what your opinion of it is. So you you have your opinion. But your opinion is just that. An opinion. God's word when it comes to God's word, God's word is right. So the sinner got to first find, recognize that God's word is right. Without a doubt. And some of the, the, the saints got to come to acknowledge that God's word is right. Stop trying to get around it. <laughs> Further, we are enlightened by the fact that God's ways and thoughts are not like our thoughts. Have I ever seen people think they, they know exactly what God's going to do, how God's going to do it? God already told you my thoughts are not your thoughts. Um, how many instances we have found in the Bible when they thought God would do the same? Remember when uh, Joshua came out of uh, uh, the land and took the people over into the uh, promised land and they came across their first battle? And God said, Joshua, go up. And God said, Yeah, go up and get it. And then they won that back and then they thought that God was going to do the same way again. And they went up against the AI. They went up against the AI. They go and say, well, we're going to go up against and it. And they lost. A little small army. They lost. Because they, something happened in the camp. But you can't assume everything the way this how it's going to be done. You always got to see God and know that God's way is right. 
and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go.